Welcome to a brand new episode. The Tearaway Podcast. Your hosts, Nick and Dino. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome wherever you are in the world. And welcome to Nick and Dean's Christmas Podcast. And here to tell you a little bit about himself is Nick. Hi, I'm Nick. I haven't read the news since 2018. <laughs> Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, I'm 34 from Billerickie, Essex. Worked in banking for 15 plus years. Avid football and fitness fan. And I'd like to introduce my good friend, Dean. Hello and welcome to our podcast. My name is Dean Williams. I am also known as... Away. So, this is our Christmas special podcast. And what we're hoping to do over the course of time is to bring you something that you can listen to, which is entertaining, useful, bit of bit of an escape from what goes on in life, especially in these certain times. Um yeah, Christmas is. What's it like in Poland at Christmas, do you know? No. <laughs> You're not even staying there for this Christmas? No. Last year I came back. Yeah, so I'll go back cool. on next week and then we'll stay out there. But yeah, Christmas for them is a little bit different. They have presents on the 6th. So on the 6th... 6th of? December. They ha- they give some small presents. They not know that Father Christmas comes down the chimney well, they on the 25th. They do it differently, yeah. Do they? So, yeah. So they open all the Christmas presents. They have a small present on the 6th, which is generally for children, but... I bought the girl that I'm, you know, the whole dancing girl that I was seeing, a, a nice perfume on the 6th. There's a little, yeah, little present. <laughs> Serious. Yeah, yeah, she appreciated that. And then. What was it? Valentino. Valentino? Yeah. I just gone cheap today. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was only Fuck a small you. gift. Small know, gift, small gift, sixth. Main gesture. gift coming on the 25th. Yeah, she's got, I assume. She's got a bag and some, uh, and some new pole dancing boots. <laughs> <laughs> And a little cloth to wipe well, the pole down afterwards. No, no, no. I checked with her friend what she wanted. And her friend said she wants these ones. Or she's been looking at these ones. Yeah, so I ordered them from Japan. Um, from Japan? Yeah, but no, I ordered her a bag from Selfridges. So I, what you've got is you've got the, the bag from Japan. No. Then you've got a, a the little... Then you've got a label. Then you've got a label. <laughs> Stuck the label on and gone, there you go, but no. She don't understand. She's Polish. No. What's the language, Barry, like? There is a, a certain barrier, but it's okay. You just so use Google message, Translate. Yeah, when she messages me, it's all in Polish, but I translate everything. But when we're together, she speaks English. Really? Yeah, because she just she can get her point across better than when she's writing English. If she's arguing with you in Polish and you're translating it, that translation don't come it back. Does, it does. It, it goes wrong. It certainly does. And Google Translate does like to spit out <laughs> inaccuracies. <laughs> yeah, so we, ha- we haven't had many arguments over text, but yeah, some of the stuff she says I can tell is incorrect. I think anyone... Generally, yeah. In fact, most people and everyone that I know argues over text. I think the one thing you've got to do is, you know, argue. Argue face to face. All this bollocks that... Don't do long, long drawn out messages. No. I'm also going to bed at night and on the argument. Yeah. <laughs> Finger the past. You've got to put it to bed. You've got to put it to bed. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, Christmas in, in Poland is... Um, yeah, like I said, presents on the 6th and on 24th I open all their presents on Christmas Eve and they, they call it the start of the holidays. They don't call it Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. It's the first, second, third day of the holiday, which is the Christmas holiday. So the first is obviously 
Christmas Eve. The second is Christmas Day, and then the third would be our Boxing Day. Our Boxing Day, yeah. Interesting. So, so what do they do for New Year? Is it the same, same as us? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's so celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out and have a drink, and yeah. But the, the or pole dance. Well, that is a that is a, one of the potential options on, on New Year's Eve because there's no restrictions. So on the 15th of December they close all the clubs. Oh, uh, what in Poland? Yeah. So wow. we're talking. Well, she's put the idea out there that there could be a, a pole dance in New Year's Eve party. Wow. And yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Have we got an address? Have we got a? Have we, do we need invites? Do we need <laughs> Polski schlup fucking no. tickets? What do we need? You need you need to know me, which you do. And yeah, you can come. <laughs> I know, Nick. Your name's not on the door, <laughs> but it's on the pole. There's only one in You're coming in. in there, so yeah, I'm sure they'll let you. In. <laughs> How many pole dances do you get for five pound, ten pound, and do you get any discount for fifty pound? I can't say that I can. I can divulge that information. Why are you going red? <laughs> Why? I've not Why been are in you going red? I haven't been in that type of establishment out there so I, I can't I can't tell you how much it is I've been invited many many times because there's a as in many Polish towns there's a, a town square and around that square there are often people trying to get you into clubs at, in the wee hours is that like Soho it's similar you know like if you go on holiday with your, your mates to you know I don't know where you go Malia or you know when you eat I don't go I don't, trying to drag you into bars and do not go I do not go to Europe no nah, okay nah, I've been to Greece that's about it everywhere else I go Cuba Okay. I go Caribbean, Mexico. I don't okay. do cheap. Okay. I mean, it's mad that I'm buying a place in Italy, but it's a business, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're in different countries for different reasons. So I'm we purely on a work much. basis, and yours is so know, you, more, more you, of a leisure basis. But you, you seem to be incorporating the pleasure and the work, whereas I think, I, mine is purely business. Yeah. I think of the two, mine is more business because I've got to make it work as a business. Yeah. Well, work hard, play harder. Well, you're making your you're making it your business to be the international playboy of Poland yeah. right now. Well, the idea was to go out there and, and save as much money as possible, but the the opposite's happened. You can't move to a country, a new country, on a new adventure and lock yourself away. So I've just tried to go out as much as possible, eat out every night. So what about what what do you do at weekends when you're not working? When I'm not working, generally. On the lash. On the yeah, Friday, Saturday, nice meal somewhere. Easy enough to go on the lash without someone bumping into you and saying you're English and then starting a fight or No, I've not had that. I think that there's a lot of Polish women that like that like English guys and You're a face, aren't you? There's your face. Your face <laughs> in build that reputation for last year, yeah. Is that a good one? Rocklasaw. <laughs> Rod Suave. Rod Suave. Rod Suave. Rod Suave, brother. Get me. Yeah, so generally just trying to be a social and there's a lot of beautiful places that, you know, I wouldn't have experienced probably. You know, there's there's a lot of strip bars. There's some strip bars that I've, I've not been in yet, but there's some nice. <laughs> you've come on, Nick. You've you've no, had I, it. I've, I've been in a couple. But See, yeah. He was only saying a minute ago you hadn't. Yeah, but and now you have. Now you've been in a couple. I've walked in and walked out. You've shocked too. me. You've shocked me. I haven't had any dances. I've not spent any money in there. I've walked in. Try before you buy. No, around, you must have done. Try out. before you buy. No. Get in. Go on. No. Yes. No. You're admitting it. You're not. No. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. The Tearaway Podcast. Your hosts, Nick and Dino. Next, the last meal. So, the last meal you would eat, given that you are in America on death row, 
got your family, your friends, however many you're allowed. I don't know, different states, different things. But it's your last meal. What would you eat? What would you have for your last meal? What is meal? the format of the meal? Can I ask that first? It's are we the doing last start- meal. No, are we doing starters, what? mains, desserts? Are we doing one, one meal? What well, is it? This guy who was killed a couple of weeks ago gave pizzas to all the homeless people somewhere in America. That was his last meal. There's another guy that I read about that had um, a, a KFC boneless banquet. Yeah. There's another guy who, who just had everything bought in and refused to eat any of it. He just wanted to make a take the piss, basically, out of the yeah. American system. <clears throat> so if you was going to die, what would give you great comfort? What would be your great comfort in what food? Very difficult decision. I would say I'm a bit of a foodie. So since moving to Poland, I eat out all the time. I love pizza, but I love authentic Italian pizzas that are cooked in a proper pizza oven. I make but that pizza. Would, I know you do. I've seen the pictures. I, but I, that wouldn't be... It wouldn't be a last meal for me. It really wouldn't. I, there's no, I don't think I could pick one one meal. I right. love curry. So I love so anything a, spicy, basically. Yeah, I, I can't do... <laughs> no? I can't, no. Um, I love... We was, I was looking at photos the other day and there was a photo of a, of a load of um, wet wipes in the fridge. So I, I must have been out for a curry on that day. <laughs> Because I don't do curry and I don't do spices. <laughs> I have fish and chips and mushy peas. And if I'm really brave, I'll have the curry sauce chip shop on the scraps. That's as brave as it gets from me. I have a curry and I tell them I want chips with it and I want no spice. So it's like a lamb That's illegal. Sauce. In, in, in Essex, that's illegal. A lamb sauce. Essex has got his own rules anyway. It's not even... Let's not touch that subject just yet. From a curry house, come on. Got to have chips. Every curry, every good curry house does non-curry curry and chips. I can't. I, I'd have Vatican chips if I could have it. So the listeners know I'm shaking my head profusely here. No, you're not. You're, look, you're looking at me and raging. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do. I just can't do spicy stuff. So okay. I, so what, what would you have then? I well, don't say. It would have chips, to be please. from. Gr- Listen. It would have to be from Grimsby only because they do the best haddock. Be haddock, chips, mushy peas, scraps. I've got to, I think I've got to have a gravy on there. Scraps. Scraps. What's that? What do you call it? Scraps. Scraps? Scraps. Scraps. What's scraps? I don't know what you mean. You have fish and chips. Yeah. Scraps. scraps. Well, that's what you call it? Oh. No. What? You have fish. Yeah. And you have chips. Yeah. Then the batter that comes off the batter is scraps, isn't it? Well, so you have extra batter. Scraps. I don't. Um, you've lost me. See, Honestly, it's like <sighs> you've never had scraps. No, crackling. Yeah, no crackling. Yeah, crackling. In a chip shop. No, never. No, no not you. not crackling that you get in a pub. No, no, no. I've never had that in a fish shop, fish and chip shop. No, they don't serve that here in down south. Fuck. Right. So what? So it's bits of fat, like yes, and it's. Red hot. So when you put it on your tongue, it burns like fucking. Then it no, crackles. Can't say I've ever had that. Anyway, <laughs> fish, chips, scraps. Got off scraps. Loads off. Um, I think I would have mushy peas with mint. That's the thing. Mushy peas has got to have mint in it and vinegar. Okay. And you swish it around. Bang that on. That that would be one of the the the, the main meals. I think I might sneak in a little KFC. A little. But what? But what KFC? I go for the Tower Burger meal with three pieces of chicken. On the bone? 
Yeah, I find the breast too dry. I am quite a, I'm a breast man, I've got to be honest. Yeah. But I do find the breast is a bit dry. Depends on what stage of her life she's in. I do find it. <laughs> the leg. My missus swears by the leg. I, I don't mind. There is a bit of KFC that I do get knocked with. And it's when you forget to order your extra bits of chicken. And say if you've got, like on, on the, uh, the KFC Tower Philip meal thing, you get a piece of chicken. Sometimes I forget to order the three bits of chicken. What you get is this curly, gnarled up, little, tiny thing that has a little bit of meat on it. I don't even think it's a wing. It's like a sparrow's ankle or a sparrow's kneecap. It's awful. And you get that as your piece of chicken. So I'd be upset if I was dying. And that's what turned up. I don't know what cut of the meat it is. Shouldn't not be served. So I'd have a sneaky little KFC. I think, but to start to get me in the mood, I think it's got to be like a knickerbocker glory. Dessert first. Dessert first. Because you're going to go into like, something that's really going to lift you. Don't forget you're going to die. Yeah. You want to be happy. Okay. So I think a knickerbocker glory. And just have a bit of that before you go into your main meals. Because you'd have, obviously you'd have like cheese and biscuits at the end. Because it's very simple. Very English. In American system being shot or executed or in the gas chamber. Lethal injection. Lethal injection. Yeah. Or do you have the non-lethal? Depends which state you're in. I think one state does the non-lethal one where they. They uh, still do electrocution as well. I think that I think they offer that as an alternative service. I don't think it's something we could request. Um, I just think that if the non-lethal injection is administered and you're still half alive, then you get the electricity going straight through your skull. Yeah. Whatever. I think that's still going. So yeah, I I think. Um, I think Knickerbocker Glory would be the first thing that I go into. Then I'd go into a KFC, Philip Tower. Now, yeah, the problem that you've got is that you're actually having it in America. So in America, it's going to be completely different to in the UK. I don't know if they stick to the 56 degrees temperature, and I don't know if it'd be warm enough when I got it. That I'd have to take that into consideration. It'd be my last meal. I'd want it to be hot. I think wherever you order it from, there's an element of it going cold. I think I think, I think there is within the jail. Yeah, I, I, I was um, I was in Stoke at the weekend. Well, not at the weekend. Last week I was in Stoke, and we had a KFC, and this KFC came, and it was black in colour, which to me showed that it, either the fat hadn't been changed or it was burnt. One of the two. It was awful. But then when we walked out of the KFC into the fresh air, the fresh air of Stoke. We both stunk of fat like we'd been in a greasy spoon. So we knew something weren't right. So if I got that, I think I'd be a bit pissed that I was going to die and I had that. I mean, the KFC for me is the the coating. It's yeah, the coating that's the yeah. lovely, the secret 14 yeah. herbs that you can go on a search engine and Google. What yeah. Marjoram, I've heard, is one. White pepper, garlic. <clears throat> I do know a few bits that go into action. So yeah, I think, I think actually I've talked myself out of a KFC now. I think I go Burger King. Because, uh, yeah, I just don't trust that the uh, the Yanks would get it right. And so of all the things you can have in the whole world... KFC, I'd, I'd go Burger King. fast food. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, it has to be. Fish and chips is fast food, and Burger King is fast food. But it's, so not, you... it's not that fast when you think that you've got to go out and catch it. It's not processed. It's not processed? How, how's it processed? What? Not, fish is not processed. It's gutted, thrown in a fryer, served up. I'm sure there are things within the batter and the way that it's cooked that are processed. 
carpet. It's flour, water, and beer. Okay. Mushy peas. Mushed. So vinegar. Okay. Burger King. Then what? Ah, yeah, yeah. See, now you're talking you're processed, 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 processed there. Cheese. Now you processed there. Pro- Bit of a keto diet as well, as you can tell by this slender physique. Keto diet is key. But we're talking about dying. Okay. We're never gonna, we're never gonna see these moments again. Okay. So I'm definitely keeping the fish, chips, mush peas, the scraps, and a little bit of gravy on the top, please. Okay. Keeping that. See, the Burger King does the best burger. Agree. But the worst chips. Oh, mate. And the- <laughs> mate, it's like it's like having it's like having salt and pepper and no ketchup. Why would you do a great burger, but your chips are crap? I don't get it. KFC oh, chips are crap. McDonald's chips are great. Yes. So like how we just Burger talk- King burger and, and McDonald's chips. Ah, uh, yeah. You see them. Yeah, you see the Americans will be paying for it as well. So yeah, I'd probably get the chips shifted in from McDonald's. Yeah. What else do McDonald's do? That's all right. But what was that? Oh, milkshake. Oh, chicken mate. nuggets. They do the best nuggets. Do you like chicken nuggets? Nah. You seen that video? The group. I didn't watch it. No. But I love it. Yeah, yeah. Nah. And curry sauce. It's not even chicken. It is, it's chicken breast. It's, uh, it's, it's on the adverts. bone, chicken it's lips, adverts. chicken feathers and... Uh, there's no chi- I think it's like 4% chicken eye. That's... Uh, that's uh, no, it's definitely chicken breast. Nah. Milkshake is what I was going to say, milkshake. Yeah. That's it. I'd ship in the milkshake and I'd ship in the, the fries. Chips. Yeah. Yeah, chip, chips, fries. So what burger are we going for from Burger King? Well... <sighs> See, this, this makes there are many. this this no 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 Nicholas Nicholas <laughs> Nicholas there is not many my dear friend my learned friend listen you can only have from Burger King and I ask anyone anyone my son's got this down to a T now but double whopper with cheese with just ketchup mustard onion and mayo that's it okay. simple no bacon. No bacon. I didn't say bacon. No bacon. Okay, just checking. Nothing to check. I didn't forget. I told you. That you try and get that burger, which their slogan is, have it the way you want. You try and get that. So it's a double whopper with cheese. With just ketchup, mustard, onion, and mayo. Okay. You cannot get it. I always forget one. I always have to go back. I always have to queue up to the back of the queue to go. I would take two or three mouthfuls because you, you're going to get a fresh one anyway. You're going to make the most of their mistake. Take it back. Explain to them what they've done wrong. And they send you a fresh one back with something else missing. So they might have missed out the onion on the first one. And I can guarantee on the second one, they'll miss out the mayo or the ketchup. So you end up still not with what you want. And then when you get the burger, you have to open it up. Open the two pates, and then you have to turn them over so the cheese is in the centre, burger on top, buns on either side. Wow. That would be in me last meal. Okay, it seems like a lot of hard work, but yeah, okay. It's not. Like, it's, I like, you said you're a bit of a foodie. Well, I'm talking a, food. Well, 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 no, how can you have sorry, a bit of hard work? How can this you, is foodie. How is Burger King and foodie in the same conversation? I've been to the world's best restaurant, my friend. Three Michelin stars, Heston Blumenthal. Okay. And personalised menu for myself. Listen, I've experienced 15 courses from the man, okay. the legend that and is. And you'd still rather have a Burger King for your last meal than a Michelin-starred prepared Three Michelin-starred world number one restaurant. I've got to be honest, if Feston threw up some fruit, some food to uh, America for my last last meal, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate. I'd take a Burger King, double waffle with cheese, just ketchup, mustard and onion and mayo all day long over 
the sea, the, the sound of the sea. As lovely as the sand in the sea was, I felt a bit seasick afterwards. Okay. And I've eaten at some of the world's best restaurants. I'm sure you have. I have. I'm sure you have. I have. Burger King in uh, Knightsbridge, beautiful place. Absolutely beautiful. So then to end it, <clears throat> I think to, uh, to end it, I would have... You've already had your dessert first. Yeah, but I'm just going to put me happy. You've got your Burger King, and then what? You're going to. You said cheese and biscuits after. Is that not. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Now, you'd have to have a really good dairy butter. One from. Waitrose. Devon. What? <laughs> Waitrose. What's wrong with Aldi or Lidl? This is your last. These meal, are European. Though. That's These why are... I'm saying it's got to come from Devon. And you're coming up with supermarket process crap again. I'm talking the best butter. From Devon. Okay. Creamy, made with cream, beautiful butter. What are you using cooking? Beautiful stuff. Okay. Lightly salted. Lovely to go on salted the crackers. Butter. Okay. But you've got to have those. I think water table, tablet, water, whatever they are. The puffy. Water, water biscuits, do you mean? Uh, uh, the puffy ones. Yeah. Not the Rivita ones. The ones that suck the moisture out of your mouth. <laughs> Not them ones. The puffy ones. Like slab of butter. Slab of cheese. Puffy one. Oh, I'm not sure beautiful. what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Water tablet biscuit, or biscuits, whatever they are. That. And then wash down with a double vodka and lemonade. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. Nice. I'd be going to see Allah and all the disciples that have blown themselves up in a happy state. Go and collect me 42 virgins or whatever it is you get. See you later. Happy knowing that my my double whopper with cheese was served with ketchup, mustard, onion, and mayo. Mm, beautiful. Sounds good. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. The Tearaway Podcast. So football, Nicholas. Let's talk about football as we've done the last meal, and uh, we've talked about basically what I would eat and discovered very little about what you would eat. Let's talk about football and football teams that we live nowhere near, but that we support. That doesn't apply to me, obviously. But for an Essex lad like yourself, instead of supporting his local team like Brentwood or Southend, you support who, Nick? I support Tottenham. Tottenham. And I, Tottenham. That, is, that is because of my, my family and my granddad. My granddad is from Bethnal Green. Um, they then moved to a place called Gants Hill. Um, I know it well, Redbridge. And when I was, a, I think when I was four or five, I was given a Tottenham shirt in a, in a brown paper bag. It was the old... It's not the only thing you've had in a brown paper <laughs> bag though, is it? Let's it was, face um, it. <laughs> I remember it well, actually. I think I was over in, in Warley in Brentwood and I was having a kickabout and my granddad came over with the shirt. It was the old, it was the Umbro shirt and... It was when you couldn't, when Tottenham um, had to Holston beer as the sponsor, but the kids' shirt was. Gary Mabbott. Gary Mabbott. Gary Mabbott. That's it. Mm. And they weren't allowed to have the beer sponsor on the kids' shirt, so it was just an all white shirt with the navy detail on it. Yeah, it was a lovely, lovely kit. I don't yeah. think it was so much that you. I mean, I used to have a Liverpool replica shirt, but I could never have crown paints. Because I think in them days, the kids' kits never had sponsorships on them. Maybe I thought it was just because it was. No, it was I think it was. A, I think it was broadly that whenever you had a, a replica kit, you was either poor, so you had no 
advertising on it and then the kids who had like, mums and dads who had money would have the replica kits with the crown paint so if it was the four yeah, maybe. Holston thing that yeah. was that's how I remember it whether or not that, that applies I don't know yeah. I mean nowadays I, I get my Grimsby Town top sent from Grimsby with the what used to be the, the Coca-Cola badges on the sides that's when we, we when we was in when you were in the football league when we was in the football league playing as a professional outfit yeah but you're not anymore yeah we, we're not and you don't have that grief but we do get to go to Wembley now pretty much every year until we go back up again so they're always okay. bonus yeah heavy cloud silver lining yeah went to Wembley five times in five years at Grimsby well <clears throat> I went to Wembley once six, well no we played once Wembley, in we played 1982 your dad's not so sacked no there. doubt yeah. I went there plenty of times <laughs> <laughs> your granddad's not sacked to your dad's not sacked and yeah yeah you went there eventually yeah yeah yeah, we did the Champions League games there. We did the whole season there. I went there a few times. Have you yeah. been on tour of the ground? Seen all the trophy? I, I haven't. You've only won I, one in ten years. <laughs> I think it was about right, isn't it? The trophy. We'll get to these pet peeves. So Apparently, that, when there was that, advertising for people to clean the trophy room, someone had to be non-allergenic so yeah? they didn't start sneezing okay. and coughing over the, the trophy with all the dust. Allegedly, I don't know. No, this, I, I, when people talk about these things with, uh, about Tottenham and the trophies, I don't. I don't. Tend to don't, you don't partake. No, the, I don't. You yeah, see, I talk it. about Chelsea and then talk about trophies, and you're like, eh, well, no, yeah, look at our um, history and how many trophies. Yeah, we had, you know, we've got as good a history as most clubs, but just not recent yeah, history. Have you? you not, no, but not recent history. Right. So we don't we discount when the league started up to 1950s. You might have had a little run like Liverpool in the 50s to the 70s. Well, we're, we're the first English club to win a European Cup, mm. and our, our history post that era was was pretty strong. More recently, I admit it's not been mm. as I've, you know, as most of the fans would have liked. But Do know. we've had some success. Four weeks, not eight trophy weeks success, gone. but second in the league. Jose, second in the league. Fifteen months gone. Yeah, but there's a new era now that I'm I'm fairly excited about. Who was that? Who, who was Chelsea's manager you had? Oh, um, Villas Boas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, There's been some terrible appointments. Terrible. I think we can both agree on that. But this most recent one is the it's, most exciting. But it's all centred around Daniel Levy yeah. in the way that he perceives that a club should be run, no? Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I agree with it. There's been some terrible appointments. But this one, most recent one, is one that I think will, will give us some success. I think of all, of all the managers Spurs could have had... I don't think there's any better. Uh, no. I think what you've got this moment in time, you've got the best manager. When he was at Chelsea... He changed things yeah. and put the winning mentality back into Chelsea. Che- completely changed things down to yeah. their diets, down to the, uh, the way that they train, training twice a week, uh, twice a day, twice a day. You know, everything changed because of the way that the other managers that had come in on interim basis <clears throat> had put their what they felt was their own stamp onto Chelsea. But the intensity that they enjoyed in the Mourinho days was gone. Conte brought all that back so I think you will benefit from Conte yeah, I agree but I think it's his hardest task by far again I, I agree but I think for him it's a, it's a big challenge and I think he it's one he couldn't he couldn't pass up I think there's a reason why it's only 18 months yeah I think that's just because the way I, the I, I don't think that's any uh, I, don't, I don't think I don't think so I don't think that I look at it not through rose tinted glasses. I look at it that what Conte needs, Conte needs money to be thrown at him. I don't think Daniel Levy's going to do it. 
I think the only way he's going to do that is if he gets rid of Kane, but Kane's not worth a toss right now. Two goals, 14 games. Ridiculous, ridiculous. You know, we're talking another Torres. You know, the Euros, awful. Raheem Sterling, it was ridiculous. And I think now, had he have sold Kane to Man City, got the 120 grand, 120 million. That's that's his value in my head right now, 120 grand. (laughs) Yeah. Had he got the 120 million, got Conte in, Conte to buy the three players that he needs to make that squad work, I think you'd be in a a different place in 18 months' time. But right now, to me, you're starting kind of like in a minus position. You're not, you don't really have the squad that he needs to be able to take you anywhere than maybe eighth. I think you're a mid-table no, team at best. I don't, no, I disagree. I think I think the, the Norwich, table, if you look at the table now... You'd be fighting with Norwich. West Ham are having one of the best seasons ever, right? Overachieving. Yeah, they are. Overachieving. We're not far away. Arsenal have been awful at the start of the season. They've picked up and they're in... They're, I think they're going to be in the top four this Christmas. So, I, don't, I think it's wide open this year, this year. I really don't think, apart from... Liverpool and City, the rest of the places are up for grabs. You look at United, started poorly, got rid of Solskjaer. I really, really think that there's an opportunity for us to break into the top four. And I think we've got the right man to do it. If we get bring a couple in in January and get rid of a couple, because there's, there's a few players in that squad that need to go. I, I think we've got a great shot at getting top four. I think the way that I see the league finishing for Spurs, you will have Watford and Norwich above you. <laughs> Burnley. Yeah. Newcastle. Okay. I think that's the way it will be. I think if you get to 12 and maintain 12, mid-table team, like I said. See, I ain't got to worry about that. I've just... I've got Grimsby, so... Grimsby is a, a labour of love. And... Uh, when... When you speak to any of my pals in Groomsby, each and every single one of them, they all have... We we all support someone else other than Groomsby. Yeah. You know what I mean? You should, I think when you, you should, lower league you team, should, you always have a Premier You're like, they're, they're my Premier League team. They were never... Yeah. Pre- Chelsea were never Premier League, so Chelsea were in Div 2 and fighting Grimsby. So in the days when we used to go to matches to fight each other, we would be going to games where Chelsea would be coming and they'd be knocking 10 balls of shit out of us. But we still supported Chelsea. You know, my pals, that was Chelsea supporters. Yeah. Then my pals just supported Man United. We'd go and join the Man United boys and then they would, they would be fighting against West Ham boys. And that's just the way it was. We, we supported our team, staunchly supported Grimsby, but everyone had a Premier League team that they supported. More because of the, the mobs that, that was associated to, to them clubs. But we're talking days in the 80s when we used to go fighting at football matches. Mm. You know, regular, as clockwork. But as a Grimsby supporter, you kind of, when you get demoted twice within 10 years, anything that you do that is consistent and good, you embrace it. Whereas Spurs, you expect to be in the top four. You, that's what you expect. You expect to be one of if not the highest London club. You want to be the London club that's telling the West Ham supporters you're a load of shit. We're better than you. We're higher. All four London clubs, obviously now you've got Brentford, but um, all four London clubs, you're all vying to be the best, but also to be in the top six. At the very minimum, playing in Europe year in, year out. Arsenal, all they wanted to do is build a brand new stadium. Fantastic stadium. Got to say, out the two, I prefer Spurs' stadium. And... 
once they bought that stadium, they wanted the, the best players, young players, and they wanted to be in Europe. That was it. If they got a domestic cup, overachieved. For them, it was just the money of going into Europe year in, year out, which is what bought their stadium. <clears throat> so I guess the bigger the club, the bigger the ambition. And that's what you grow up with. You've grown up with it as a kid. For me, when we had the chance to go into Division 1, it was said that we couldn't afford to go up to Division 1. So we remained where we were. Mm. But we're talking about four divisions at 1, 2, 3, 4. So it's always been Grimsby is the town that I love, the place that I love, the team that I follow, the team that I support, go and see them whenever they're close, when I'm in the south. Or meet up, load of, load of lads will meet up at a game and we'll get a hotel. Um, I think the last, last one we did was Crawley, um, stayed in Brighton overnight. Uh, and then you got a load of Grimsby lads, or Grimsby granddads or whatever, all in the late 60s, down into gay bars, chatting up drag queens. But they don't understand what a drag queen is and saying how lovely it is. So that get them on your way days as well, supporting Grimsby. You're not going to get that in Spurs around Tottenham, are you? In Harringay. It's all going to be what, young, middle aged supporters. What yeah. have you got? I think if you've had fairly recent success, you, I remember the, the Pochettino area, how many young kids wanted to support Tottenham because we were, I say successful, successful is, I don't know how you would. How you gauge that is gauged differently by different people. It's Would you say always, it's, it's not always a trophy? It can be, you know, consistent performances every season in the league, and we we had that under Pochettino. Would you say Pochettino getting rid of Pochettino was a mistake? Yeah, but, but given no, no. given given at the time, you was in one of your most I think damaging runs towards the bottom of the league and looking at yeah, being relegated. I think if you look at anything that's happened post his, you look like you're going to cry. Him leaving, yeah. It really is, it emo- is it emotional? <laughs> is it emotional? Talk about Poch yeah it is and I felt I felt that when Redknapp left I was gutted really gutted yeah I mean the guy could have gone to England and decided to stay well, no, I, just, I thought he should have had more time um, but the Pochettino appointment was, was a good appointment when he left they just didn't give him the money he he wanted after that Champions League loss that was the you know the pinnacle and then anything after that was always going to be an anti-climax really um yeah, it was just unfortunate the way it panned out and he didn't get backed. And then we'd end up spending money when Jose came in. Spent a bit of money. But Do you think Jose was a mistake? Do you think he no, was any I good? No, I was excited about when he, when, when he first came in. He was, was good to him. I told excited. you that he was coming in. No, you, you hated it. Anyone no, but Mourinho. I wasn't one of those people. Anyone but Mourinho. No, because I think if he'd been backed properly when he wanted certain players, I think it would have worked. So I think... Certain managers would have worked if they'd had the backing from Levy. What do you think went wrong with Nuno? He wasn't the right man for the job. Simple as that. If he's fourth or fifth or, you know, I don't know how many choices they, they went through before they appointed him. He was never first choice. Nah. And he came nah. in. Conte, Conte was one of the first choices and he turned it Yeah, and he it turned down. it down. But then when he, I was so underwhelmed, it would, I can't say I, I ever wanted him as Tottenham manager, to be quite honest. And he just didn't look the right fit for the club, unfortunately. And... They act, I thank God they acted so swiftly. They got rid of him, brought Conte in, and the whole mood in the club's changed now, which is a good thing. But do you not think it's a bit strange how Harry Kane didn't perform for England and he continued that decline for Spurs? 
trying to force his way out of the club. Do I think it's what? Do you not think it's strange how Kane, who the has been a, prolif- was, yeah. a prolific striker, tried to force his way out, went to uh, join up with England, played completely crap for England. And it was Raheem Sterling that got us to where we got. And then that form carried on with Spurs. Two different managers. And he's only just scored, what, last week? Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that people that aren't, aren't privy to. There's information that you will never know. What, he can't score? No. I think we all know. <laughs> you know what I mean. He can't score. He can't score for England. Of he can. He's... Can he? Listen, he gets a hat-trick and everyone goes, woohoo! Oh, oh, jumping on the bandwagon and the cane. Yeah, great player. Not a great player. Not right now. Been prolific in the past. He's 28. He's at his prime. Should be scoring week in, week out. And he's, he's not doing it. So you're playing with 10 men every game because he's not producing anything. He's not giving anything. And if you're winning a game, it's not because he's scored. He was brilliant against Liverpool. Did you watch Liverpool game? No. Right, he was brilliant. And I think he'll go on a run now. Where he Is that where you drew to all? We did draw, yeah. Oh, OK. He's brilliant. <laughs> he was brilliant. He was. 120 million. But go back to your question. 120 no, grand. No, no, no. I think... There are a lot of other factors that affect his performance for England and for Tottenham, and I think we'll just never know. I don't, you don't know what was going on behind the scenes. What's your prediction for the top four? Top four: City, Liverpool, what? Chelsea, yeah. Tottenham. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did I not say Conference League? <laughs> Grimsby. Conference League. Yes. I'm talking about the Prem. Grow up. I don't know, even know who is in the National League. I can't tell you. You've got Dover, Bromley, Wealdstone. Who else has beaten Grimsby? Yeah, anyway. Everyone. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've been your host, Nicholas. And, no, okay, okay. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Nick Hughes, along with my co-host, Dean Williams. If you'd like to get in touch at any point, please visit our bio on our social. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time.